Now, when I was preparing for this interview, I put down a list of questions that I personally wanted to know. In many of the other interviews I've seen of him, he's been very combative, or he's the one kind of controlling the flow of the discussion. But I wanted to make sure that my questions got answered and that I was able to control the process of it. And so I wrote down questions that I thought would accomplish three things. For one, I wanted them to be questions that he had never really talked about before. Two, I wanted them to be questions that I wanted to know the answer to. And for three, I just wanted them to be questions that he'd really have to think about and would provide great value to the audience. Now, that being said, I was really happy with how he answered some of the questions, but there were were some key points that stuck out to me. The first was when I asked him about what is the best opportunity right now in today's world. You've got so many different things going on with real estate investing, with crypto, with NFTs. And I said, Grant, if you had to pick what is the most important one of all of these things, what's gonna make you the most money? And I was guessing that his answer was gonna be real estate, but he actually said the very best thing you can do is start a business. Well, I think the best way to go is the business that you have. If you have, there's nothing better than a great business, right? So, you know, my, my, my primary businesses uh, do about, we've done a billion dollars worth of sales on the internet. We'll do 150 million this year. That, that business is freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Like, so I'll, let's say I net a third of that after expenses, salaries, employees. That's a lot of money, man. $45 million in cash. He brought up the example of 10X and everything that they do with that company. They have online courses, they have events, they have trainings, and they just have this big empire that does over $150 million a year. And he said that even if he nets a third of that and he makes $45 million this year, where else can he really make that kind of money? Real estate is great, but most people are not gonna get paid $45 million a year in cash flow. And I really resonated with that because I have been telling people for a long time that you need to figure out how to start your own business. I don't care if it's a side hustle that ends up turning into a big business, or if it's just your career as a house flipper or a realtor or any of these types of professions that can make you a lot of money. I personally have seen my wealth grow the most from everything my businesses have done. It hasn't been my investments. So I think it's a great reminder for people watching YouTube because I think a lot of people are so focused on the investment side. What's the best Airbnb to buy? What's the best rental property market? Or what's the best crypto? What NFT is gonna go up? When in reality, their business is the one thing that they can control and that they can influence the most. And that was part of the reason I pulled a lot of my money out of crypto was because I couldn't control it. I could take that same nest egg and throw it at one of my businesses, which I know I can get a return on because I have pure influence on it. But you might be asking yourself, what happens once you start making enough money and you can't really put too much more into your business? How do you diversify? Well, that's where Grant and I agreed on the same thing. He said that with that 45 million, he could go throw it at some apartment buildings and then that's gonna limit his taxes, it's gonna create cash flow, and it's an actual asset that he can own forever and pass down to his kids. And I'm of the same mindset. I wanna redirect all of my income from these businesses and throw them at real estate because I do get those tax advantages. I do get appreciation. I do get cash flow. And there is nothing in the history of the world that has outlasted real estate. And the truth of the matter is, if you buy enough real estate, 
you don't ever have to pay taxes. And this is what Cardone has figured out, and even if he nets $45 million from one of his businesses, as long as he puts enough of it into real estate, he's not gonna have to pay any tax on it. And there are many people who get mad at him for that, but if you just read the tax code and understand what the government incentivizes you to do, you could play to those rules too. You know, your business, you got true books, right? That business is real. Like it's real, you're helping people do their taxes. You're not just doing some claim about a diet on Instagram. And quick side plug, if you wanna learn more about taxes and ask questions directly with trained professionals, my company TrueBooks has a starter package where you get two Zoom calls a month with our CPAs where you can talk tax strategy, where you can ask questions, and where you can learn how to limit your taxes and do smart things that wealthy people are doing. So go to TrueBooksCPA.com if you wanna sign up for the starter program. Now, another thing that Grant said that stood out to me was his belief in the power of people. The one consistent thing that hasn't changed the entire time is people. People have made all this possible. The first thousand and the first billion. It was always people involved. Exactly what I did on Undercover, uh, uh, Undercover Billionaire. <clears throat> I did not put my attention on money or the, or the business. I put my attention on meeting the right people. Qualified, able, and willing people. People that could actually help me and were willing to help me and, and uh, were qualified to help me. He talked about that he could not do anything that he does by himself. He needs a big army of talented people around him to create the 10X, to buy all these apartment buildings, to make the social media content. He is nothing without his team and he admits it. I very much have been of the same belief. Everything I've been able to accomplish is because of people around me. I've learned to hire great people. I've learned to delegate. I've learned to let go. And I've learned how to incentivize people to get the best out of their abilities. And unfortunately, most people don't want to trust anyone else. They don't think that anybody could do it as good as them. Or they're too cheap. They don't want to pay somebody else to do something. And that type of thinking will always keep you playing small. There's no way to have big impact in the world without having other people around you to help your vision come to life. And this whole philosophy of hiring and delegating is something that I've been telling everyone I know for a long time. I have other friends in YouTube who spend 60 hours a week creating content, and they ask me how I'm spending so much less time on my channel, yet I'm putting out just as much, if not more content than them. And the reality is, I just have a good team. They're the ones helping me come up with ideas, they're posting the content, they're editing, they're filming, all I have to do is talk to the camera. And it's the same thing I teach all of our students at Future Flipper when they're building their real estate investing businesses. You can do everything on your own starting out. You can go get all the deals, you can manage the projects, you can raise the money, but in order to become a true business, you need to start hiring other people or else you're gonna either hit a cap on how much you can make and how much you can work because there is a limited amount of time that you have in the day or you're gonna end up getting burnt out because you are working so many hours. And so the moment that you learn how to hire and delegate is the moment your business will start taking off but also is the moment you're gonna start getting more time to enjoy your life. Now, during the interview, I had to ask him about the state of the real estate market and what are his next big moves. He ended up making a bet with me that in a year from now, interest rates will be even lower than they are today. He was so confident in it that he said he'll give everyone in the comments $100 if rates are higher a year from now. I bet you and your audience, I'll give everybody that comments $100 if the interest rate is higher uh, on November 2nd, 2022. All right. 
you guys heard it first. And he was dead serious. We even made an agreement to do a podcast a year from now to see if he was right. So I, I bet if me and you do an interview uh, one year from now, I'll bet you interest rates are less than they are today. Even though the Fed is saying they're going to go up, let's me and you have a little, a little, let's meet November 2nd next year and see where they're at. All right, I'm going to put it in the calendar. But I'll tell you, I tend to agree with them. I think the government's going to continue printing money. I think they're going to lower interest rates. And in turn, the value of real estate is going to continue to rise. And that's actually part of the reason why he's starting his non-accredited fund again. He wants to buy as much real estate as humanly possible. Now, I'll tell you, a non-accredited fund is not easy to start. He was telling me on the podcast that it was over $300,000. Many of you who are subscribed to this channel know that I have Pineda Capital, where I started a real estate fund for accredited accredited investors only. And the reason it's for only accredited is because it's way easier to get it started and it's way less costly. So the fact that he's now transitioning back to a non-accredited fund for all the cost and all the supposed headache from dealing with small time investments is going to be interesting to watch. He's already got a $750 million apartment building he's trying to buy with that fund. And I know that there are a ton of people who have criticized him for his non-accredited fund that he shut down, but he did bring up a good point that I thought was interesting, that non-accredited have never had a chance to own a piece of real estate like this. How do you get access to a $750 million apartment? It just doesn't exist. I don't even have access to buying an apartment like that. And so to be able to invest with him on these A-class properties is pretty cool. And I asked him, what's the end goal for all this? How much do you want to buy? Like when is enough enough? And he revealed that his end goal is to buy $40 billion of real estate and then go sell it to a company like Blackstone and make a lot of money. It's definitely a lofty goal and we'll see if he gets there, but it was just cool for me to hear that and to see how big some people think. Once you get around big thinkers, it expands the mind of yourself and it makes you start thinking bigger too. And that was the biggest takeaway I had from interviewing Grant Cardone.